I'm sure most of you probably have seen that miniseries, The Bible, and it's, which is what we're going to show tonight. We'll show the first two episodes, and then dive into it on Wednesday as far as the study, because there's a spiritual illiteracy in America. There really is. It's not the greatest movie. It's not the most accurate, but it's accurate enough, and we can do it all here from Wednesday. But what we need is, if you've watched it, you've seen there are some parts that are a little graphic, a little tough maybe for some younger people, and have had a few moms want to know if there's anybody that might volunteer, maybe take turns. You don't have to be gone every Sunday night for the next five weeks, but maybe one mom will say, I'll take tonight. Um, if the parents of those children would like them to be kind of out of the service. It's a lot of stab and knives and that kind of stuff if you've seen it. So you as parents decide that, but if you would say I will give up one, and you can give up even this Sunday night because we weren't uh, thinking about that until someone brought it to our attention, please let uh, Teresa know. Um, I have a meeting right afterwards, so I won't be too available, but let us know, and then maybe for the next four weeks after that, someone else. That would be absolutely awesome. And a lot of you know Debbie Howe, Justin's mom. Well, Debbie Howe's dad's heading for heart surgery tomorrow. So be praying for him as we go before the Lord concerning what we have today. Brian, please take all those requests before the Lord. I want to remind you again about Nate. Um, I know that you heard, okay, he's sitting up and he must be doing. No, this is... uh, he, he was in unbelievable pain yesterday. Like they already told you, eight-hour surgery, but he's in so much pain, his body was spasming, his muscles in his body, and they were pretty much maxing him out with the medicine. They were afraid to give him any more for fear that it would mess with his breathing or even stop his breathing. So we're thankful for those good reports. We do believe and trust God as, as we've been praying through uh, last night and today that Nate will be well, but just don't dismiss it. I pray that the Spirit of God will constantly keep Nate Gebhardt upon your heart, and when he does, just pray for him. Pray for him. Okay, this morning's message comes from a video I just happened to stumble across, and it's only about a minute and 35 seconds long, and I actually, for just a second now, no applause either, just for a second thought, this would be a great sermon, just a minute and 35 seconds and have an altar call. Seriously, um, but I got a lot I want to say, um, and I believe God has uh, a lot that you need to hear and I need to hear, but it comes from this. Hopefully, everything is good and will work. One minute, 30-some seconds. There you go. Good stuff. I'll say amen if not. Look, we're, we're living in a day and age, even products now, and I've mentioned it to you before, that I had to certain cup that I would use for my chips ahoy. I get a nice cold glass of milk and it had to be kind of a wider brim because the cookies wouldn't kind of fit in and I was just, I didn't want to bust them. I just wanted to dip the whole cookie in. Well, now you can go buy them and what? They'll fall in any kind. They'll fall in a sippy cup because they're just, they're just so small now. They kind of dummy them down and I've noticed uh, even my favorite cereals, you can get a box this wide. Now they're about this wide and you're paying more. Have you noticed that kind of stuff? Or you open up a bag of potato chips, and you're like, okay, well, we can get, okay, we can live. We might get bummed out a little bit about that, but you start dumbing down the gospel, you're in trouble. And we have dummied down the gospel in our nation. 
to the point where now I don't know who is really walking the walk because it's dummied down so bad. We talked about the milkshakes. You know, McDonald's come out with these globs they call milkshakes, and that's what our younger folks probably think a milkshake is. But those of us with any gray hair know what a real milkshake used to taste like. You really could use a straw. And so when you start messing with the gospel, you can live a life of a dummy-down, man-made gospel and miss heaven. You really can. And so this is where this is coming from because not only can you imagine standing before Almighty God with his eyes of fire as he just kind of goes through your entire existence, your entire life, every word? Well, I can see myself and as pastors that we're going to stand before God and not only have to go through that, but everything we've said from here to everybody's life that hurt us. And so with that, I come fear and trembling this morning. And so I must speak this word. Because out there, it has been dummied down to the point where dear friends of mine no longer listen. Opening text is Ezekiel 3.17. says this, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, listen, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Now, is it foolish for me to assume that everybody here wants to go to heaven? If you have no desire to go to heaven, then you can tune me out. Seriously. We want to go to heaven. I want to go. I'm going. I'm going to heaven. And so God tells us, as we live in this dummy-down age of the gospel, in this hemisphere... The Western Hemisphere, Canada, United States, Mexico, God says, give them warning. Isaiah 21, 6 says this, for thus, for thus hath the Lord said unto me, go, set a watchman, let him declare what he seeth. And here's what I see. This is America now. 1 Corinthians 14, 8, for if the trumpet Given uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? I am trumpeting now. I am. At this very moment, I am the trumpet of God. And so, all who speak on behalf of God, if they are giving an uncertain sound, no, 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 just serve God this way. No, 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 you can serve God this way. No, that used to be before. Well, the disciples are dead now. You don't have to believe in that. That's all uncertain sounds. Or you can live like this now. No, I don't think you can. Oh, yeah, you can. You don't have to be so strict. All uncertain sounds. And God says, who's going to prepare for battle? You're in a battle. Uncertain sounds. That uncertain means unla- unable to rely on. If I have pastored here all these years and you're unable to rely on what I say, I'm in deep trouble when I stand before God. Unable. You can go to the Christian TV, Christian radio, Christian bookstore. Man, it's unable. 
to rely on. Tongues are for today. Tongues are the devil. Uncertain sounds. And, and God is saying through that, we are unable to prepare for the battle. So if we're unable to prepare for a battle, I'm becoming mincemeat to the enemy. No strength, no power, no backbone for God. Galatians 4.4 tells us, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. I'm adopted. And because you are sons, God has set forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father! Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. How be it then, when we knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days, months, times, years. I can live this way. I can live that way. I can do this. I can dress like this. I can watch like this. I can drink what I want, say what I want, party what I want. What did Paul say? Man, I'm afraid of you. And I say amen. You see it? That's what Paul said. I am afraid of you. Lest I bestowed upon you labor in vain. I am laboring now. All pastors that are ministering in whatever form today are laboring. That word afraid means to, to be struck with fear. To be seized with alarm. Listen to this one here. It means to be startled by strange sights of occurrences. Look at me. What? What? Startled by strange sights of occurrences. So maybe you're sitting there going, what, 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 what sights are you talking about? How about salvation without self-denial? How about walking but not denying yourself and not taking the cross but just taking a walk? You and Jesus, tight. You don't have to carry the cross. We have a crown with no cross. We spend hours doing whatever, but minutes in prayer. But we all declare ourselves born-again Christians. When God speaks to us and commands and tells us stuff, he even tells us in the Word of God, what, well, hold up, hold up. Why are you calling me Lord? You don't do what I say. An American gospel... We have opened up this precious thing and we have dummied it down now. Everything falls through it. Everything's okay now. We're, the, we're hungry for the latest sports event. Have no desire for God. No hunger for prayer meetings. Or church attendance. I have no trouble going home at the close of a day. I go there all the time. 
because I am in love and I love to be with my wife. That's why I come to the house of God. You're in love with God and you love to be with him. We welcome God's blessings. We don't want any of the burden. No suffering in this walk. When God says the godly what? Shall suffer. (laughs) The godly shall suffer. Look, you've got to understand this. Just because you sit here and you declare some things with sounds that come out of between your lips does not mean you're written on the Lamb's book of life. You must line up with the Word of God. Stop for a moment and just think, is this what the Lord meant for newness of life for us? This day and age that we live in, that anything's okay, that you've become your own high priest, meaning you lay out your own rules. It's okay for you to drink. It's okay for you to do this. It's all right. What's one little sip? God says, without holiness, you won't even see me. Well, you know. So you become your own high priest. You dictate your own little Bible, and you live thereby. And believe, and you tell others, and you trumpet all these uncertain sounds. So the, here's that question that comes from the Lord, Luke 6, 46. This is a question. God is saying, uh, why do you call me Lord? Why? And do not the things which I say. Outward conformity is not enough. Churchiness. Singing songs. Helping to take up an offering. Playing a guitar. Speaking a message. Not enough. You must be a doer of the word, not a hearer. Oh, my gosh. The word says this. Yeah, but. What do you mean, yeah, but? There isn't another word. A doer of the word. Calling Jesus Lord is an absolute empty statement if it never makes a difference in your life. If you feel no conviction, live what you want, say what you want, act like you want, but you're born again. Bogus. It's baloney. That word Lord means owner. Jesus said, why, why are you calling me owner? I'm not your owner. You do what you want. It means one who has control of the person. But I, I can't control you. I'm not your owner. It means master. Come here. No, I don't think so. Lord. What are you calling me Lord for then? If I can't ask you to do things or command you to do things or tell you how to do this, don't you know you've been bought? You're not your own? Yeah, I know, but then what do you mean? No, there's no buts. Why are you calling me Lord? It's easy a word to say, isn't it? Lord. Because I say the word Lord, that means I'm I'm on my way to heaven. Words of Charles Spurgeon, his exact words. I cannot conceive it possible for anyone truly to receive Christ as Savior and yet not to receive him as Lord. There's no levels in God, in or out. Well, I'm, I'm make, we're right now we're buddies. I'm going to get the Savior. No, there isn't. 
A man, continues his word, a man who is really saved by grace does not need to be told that he is under solemn obligations to serve Christ. What you should be ser- what are you doing? You should be come on. I'm busy. He doesn't, you don't even have to be told. The new life within him tells him that. The new life within you that births inside of you is like, what can I do for God? I don't know nothing, but what can I do? What can I do for God? Where'd that go? Well, same place my chocolate chip went. He continues, instead of regarding it as a burden, he gladly surrenders himself, body, soul, and spirit to the Lord who has redeemed him, reckoning this to be his reasonable service. Reasonable. No, I can't. No. What do you mean you can't? What do you mean you're not? It can't fail. Obeying Christ. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> Where you at, Dre? You're right. I told the guys, pray for, we were praying last night. I said, pray for this message because we've got to have ears to hear this. This is not just me telling you. No, this is me. We've got to have ears to hear it. And he said, it's going to be quiet tomorrow. <laughs> Did you say that, Dre? Second Chronicles 5.17 says, these are scriptures. This is the word of God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You might stumble. The enemy might throw a big boulder in front of you and get you to stumble one day, but that doesn't mean you don't have victory over that sin. No, I just can't help myself. I'm quick to temper. We should dismiss all the men that are married and leave their wives here and say, is your husband really saved? I won't tell a word. I won't speak. Is he? In church, Christ changes those who come to him by faith. He does. It's not us changing. It's not, well, I just, I just have more patience than you, and so I can do this, and you can't. No, it has nothing to do. It's not man, so because I'll boast. Too bad you can't be like me, Hayes. That's boasting. The saved are not just forgiven. They are absolutely changed by the power of God. A new creation. What we said last night, the greatest miracle. If I shave the same face, look out of the same eyes, but I'm not the same person. That's the greatest miracle. Being born again by the Spirit of God. It's absolutely unfair, totally unfair to expect those that are not in Christ to live as though they are new creatures. They can't. They must sin. I wonder if you really understand the way to that. When you just say, well, well I can't. What? what you? Then you're telling me something. It's impossible for someone that is a new creation not to have victory over that. You might fight it and stumble for a while, but you've got victory already made by God through the work. So it's absolutely unfair to expect any of these people who are not in Christ to live as though they were a new creation. Absolutely impossible. 
However, it's not unfair to expect a changed life from a person who says they are a Christian. I'm a Christian. Okay, buddy. We will look through a whole set of different glasses. You know what? I believe you're starting to change. I believe I've seen fruit. And when you don't, on a consistent level, what do you, what do you say? Are you going to dummy it down? Or are you going to say the truth? I mean, those words are awesome. I stumbled across that, man. Every pastor would scream when that little video, absolutely. What do you call me, Lord? You don't do what I say. Now, I almost forgot this point. I've heard it by a lot of adopted children, no matter what age they are, when they say to your father, can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. Ooh, I'm adopted. You mean your dad that died? He died five years ago today. No, 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 that was my real dad. But I'm adopted. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. Ooh, there's something about that that's in us. Adopted. So Luke six forty seven says, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. So if you're out there, and the best of your ability, you might be stumbling along long times or still crying out to God for deliverance over a certain sin or a few habits or whatever it is, but you're doing your very best to serve God and you want to be plumb. I seem to get out of plumb so easily, so do I. But you get right back and say, God, I'm sorry. Help me. God says, I'll show you who that guy's like. He is like a man which builds his house and digs deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon the house, he could not shake it for he was founded upon a rock. Okay. Now those who just say, Lord, Lord, but don't do what he says. He that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. Great. When you stand before Almighty God and He says, Why did you ever call me Lord? Oh, that's going to be a great, great collapse. But the mercy of God has given you breath today to hear it again, to take in the gospel again, the true gospel, be plumbed by it, and start saying, God, help me. In a perverted gospel America, help me to stand true. 1 John 2, 15 says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, love of the Father is not in him. Is there any yabbats to that? Any asterisks? Are you going to really stand before God or us today and jump up and say, man, I love the world. I really do. I love the world, but I love Jesus. One word counsel. Liar. How can you say it? Because the Bible says it. You can't do that. You can't love. I don't care what you say, how you dummy it down, how small you make it. I don't care. It's not true. Because the Bible says, you cannot love the world and love me. You just can't do it. James 4, 4, he goes, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? 
Whosoever therefore, therefore will be a friend of the world is enemy of God. Now all I want you to do is be open to the Spirit of God to you and your personal walk. That's all. Is it a horrible thing for me to warn you and make sure that you're going to heaven? This is a good day. This is good news. That you can make sure you're ready. Who knows who's going to drop next in this church? You might think and start looking for the oldness. Oh, that's the way man looks. That word enmity, you know what actually that means? That means actually opposed to God. You're embracing the world. You're actually doing this to God. Hostile to God. It's time really for some serious soul searching. What kind of born against experience have we had? What kind have you had? Did someone just say you're born again there? Did you really have one? Did it produce, has it produced virtually no separation from the world? Nobody had to come and tell me to throw my booze away. Nobody. Nobody had to come and tell me to throw my Black Sabbath records away. Not give them away, throw them away. I'm not taking credit. I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm high and lofty. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to tell you what really being born again is. God just did it. A lot of money in those records. And in that booze. And the first thought was, well, I'll just give them the heathen bill over there. And I thought, how stupid that is. Passing my sin on to him. So it was throw them away. Suffer loss. Big loss. Being born again breeds a hatred for sin. I can't stand it that I don't serve God stronger than I do. I hate it. Wrestle every day. There absolutely has to be evidence of a new nature. According to the word of God. Not your, don't go pick out a high priest unless it's Christ. Well, brother so-and-so or prophetess so-and-so, run. This is what Second Peter 1 says. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That's where we want to stop. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. When you get born again, there should be a partaking of a divine, holy, righteous nature. Not a carnal nature. What the blank? You blank, blank. What, what are you doing? Why do you swear and they don't swear? Well, swearing's all right. It's in the dictionary. And What? Okay, let's have a prayer meeting. Me, you, and Jesus. And pray like that. I'm afraid they would. Act like that, Jesus? Going to be cursing in prayers as we stand beside him where we're going, holy, holy, the Lord God of hosts, blank, blank. What? What? That's a strange occurrence. 
it's a bottomless pit if you don't say, look, that is wrong and this is right. It forever falls, that pit. This should be, I should be partaking or having a part in this divine, unbelievably holy, righteous nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lusts, not a carnal nature. We are partakers of this divine nature. Peter's idea here is similar to like Paul's idea of this glorious status as adopted sons and daughters of God. Galatians 4, 5 says, to redeem them which that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. You're not my, oh, no, 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 that should be nowhere near in you now. You're not my dad. I'll drink if I want. I ain't hurt nobody. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, whereby you can cry now, Father, Father. Now you could say, I love you. The real born again person. We have access to this intimacy with God the Father. That God the Son, Jesus Christ has. I have that now through his work. When it explodes inside of me, Jesus expressed, Abba. Now I can. We have the same Father. Tell me if this is not the American gospel. Just confess Jesus as Lord and you're in. That's what we say. God says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father. Well, I'm just tired of it. Oh, okay. I guess. Is there a bargain basement in heaven? There isn't. It's not just confessing you're in. It's doing the will of the Father every day of your life to the best of your ability. And when you stumble, you feel that convenience. I'm sorry, God. You make right what was wrong or you do what you should have. That's a man of God. Here's another thing we say. Just pray this prayer and it's done. What prayer? Lord says, he said to them all, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Or would you just rather have, just say this prayer, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me for my sins. Glory, you're in. There's no cross in our religion today. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to burden. We don't want to commit. We don't want blood. We don't want to weep. But we're all going to heaven. And we say this all the time, just come to the altar. Give the Lord a few minutes. He says, strive to enter in at the straight gate. Strive, work, sweat, dig. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in, and they're not going to be able to. But you're saved. Treat your wife like dirt. But you're saved. All goodness and holiness has come in you. You see what I'm talking about? 
That's what's going on throughout this whole nation of ours today in lots of churches. I'm responsible for you. In the Word of God, God says, I give you pastors after my heart. This is what God has. And you're going to know. I don't know. I always vision myself standing off to the side while all of whoever something I influence is going through the judgment. You think I'm going to go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did I do it? Did I tell him right? Did I say it? Salvation is by grace through faith. Amen. It is. And we can do absolutely add nothing to it. Nothing. But it's the grace of God that teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. It's not the grace of God that you can just do it. Get all dirty from it. Come back to God. Say, oh God, I'm sorry. It's bogus. That's where God says, what, what are you calling me, Lord? I said, you have to be holy like I'm holy. You can live a self-controlled, upright life in this present age. With all the filth that is out there, you can do it. Because God said you can do it through him. His grace is sufficient. God's divine ability to move upon your life where you could say, no, I don't do that. No, thanks. I don't want to see that. I don't want to look at that. I'm walking the straight and narrow. God's grace is sufficient for you to do that. So you shipwreck, you take in water, and you sink. And you're going to stand before God whose mountains melt like wax before God and tell him, it wasn't good enough. Total destruction came upon the world. Noah built that ark for 100 plus years, 120 years, beckoning out, trumpeting the proper sound, and eight got saved. Eight. Eight. What eight out there? Do you understand how important this is for you to please listen carefully and make sure you line up with the word the best of your ability God will help you with the shortcomings. We all have them. We all have flaws. We all have failures. I'm not talking about being absolutely perfect. We can't be. In fact, perfect be ye perfect for I. It means be mature. In other words, listen to this. Apply this. This is truth. So that when God calls you home, he'll say, well done. Churches used to be a truth center. They're not anymore. They're not. I told the band before they left, I want that song, I Surrender, again. Kill these lights as many as we can. Lead your group up here. As they come and get themselves ready, you listen. This verse here. Every person sitting in here this morning is absolutely fortunate. You are so blessed to have this moment this morning. So, so very blessed, whether you ever come back or whether you ever listen to me again is immaterial. But if you come up and you say, oh my gosh, I want to make sure like I never have before. Because there is so much dummy down stuff that looks like gospel that is not. 
that we've been eating on and chewing on. Our nation now is dying because of it, and our church has no influence at all anymore on America. None. Titus says this, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. This grace that we're talking about has appeared to every one of you. I don't care how old you are. Does a 12-year-old need this? Absolutely. Does a 92-year-old? Absolutely. No difference. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. A testimony that would be to the world. What a billboard it would be to the lost and to the dying. Can you be picked out of a crowd? There's one. There's a Christ follower. There's one scene in this movie. I don't know what episode it's in. I loved it. This scene. It's when they made the big statue to Nebuchadnezzar. Blew the trumpet. There's like hordes of people. Hordes and hordes of people. You picture yourself there. They blew that trumpet. They all hit the deck, but they saw three, three stuck out like sequoia trees. When I saw that, I thought, oh, God, give me grace to stand up. Give me grace to stand up, Lord. Let's stand. The grace of God this morning, if you dare give it opportunity, will teach you and continue to teach you that denying ungodliness, as soon as you do something ungodly, before you take a half a step away, you should be smitten. Why would you say that? Why would you speak that? Why would you do that? Why would you watch that? Smitten with the convicting finger of God, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly. It's a grave time we're in. Look, we're talking about doing this not for ourselves, but for others. Becoming a living sacrifice for others so that they can see young people who will live soberly and righteous in this present age instead of being a mixed crowd. That's what the church has become, a mixed drink. They don't know what is what. And people are afraid to say it and declare it. Living, un- denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present age. And there's only one way you're going to be able to do that. And that's through that song. <laughs> I surrender. I surrender. I surrender all. God, when I surrender, then you do your job like a mighty rushing wind, like a violent storm come into my life. Kill the rest of them lights, please. You don't need any lights, do you? This moment, you are sitting and bathing in truth. He is the truth. Christ is here, confirming to you by the Spirit of God, saying to you, this is truth. This is truth. Listen, this is truth. Not listen to him. Listen to him. This is truth. 
Come and surrender your life as messed up as it is. Come and surrender. Open those arms. Surrender to Christ. Come now while they play. Come now before the enemy makes you change your mind. Come running if you must. Excuse me. I've got to get down to the altar. Come.